Hi, it's Nikki here from um, Energy and Emotion and Connecting Conversations. Um, today, we're going to be talking to Nikki McGlynn, who is a homeopath and a reflexologist that I have known for since 2012. So I'm going to bring her in now and then we're going to start this little talk. She's just coming in. Hello. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I had 1980s this morning. <laughs> well, that's confinement for you. Anything goes at the minute. <laughs> it's been so long since I've talked to you. I know, I know. Time just goes on, though, doesn't it? <gasps> I was looking when, when we first made contact, and it goes back to 2012. Or? Blimey. I know. What a, what, a, what, a, what a pivotal year that was. <laughs> I know, and here we are in 2020, another big year. You know? <laughs> I do often, you remember all the hoo-ha in 2012 about um, the end of the era and everybody thought it was the end of the one everything, and I thought, do you know, really it was, it was that, yes. it was that beginning of that shift into, into everything changing that Completely. sort of sped up in 2016 and, um, and reached its in, um Pinnacle in December, so be interesting to see what happens next year. Yes, yeah. I mean, my goodness, what a journey it's been on here since twenty twelve. In oh, that was incredible. You know, it just felt like we've been catapulted into something completely, completely new. And it's yeah, yeah. I think everybody thought you know it was going to go, but now obviously you know it's it's a gradual thing over time. And then you know 2019 finished and be like yeah it's brilliant a new year you know new decade let's new decade, get on with it'll it be, it'll be better and, <laughs> I, and you know the weird thing is is that um is that i remember reading things in 2019 to say that 2020 was going to be better or was going to be a good year but when you when you read things then with hindsight actually all the astrologers were saying this was going to happen everybody was saying it it's just yeah. um a lot of the people who I follow uh, thought there would be a war, you know, and then in January when um, Iran and the US all kicked off, I think we all thought it was going to be a war. And, uh, and then there was some French astrologer, I think, who, who said it would be a pandemic. So I don't understand astrology, but I find it fascinating. You know, that yes. mundane astrology that looks at world events, I think is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's incredible how they, how they really managed to pinpoint and how much they, they get out of it. It's uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. crazy. You know, I, I'd always had this thing, you know, about the, this third world war, although I don't, I don't see it as a war, but the, this, this third big thing that would come upon us would be a war of the conscious, conscious. Yeah. yeah. An energetic war, although I don't see it as a war, I think, you know, obviously going up in, in energy vibration, but it's a... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a big shift. And I think a lot of it, I think, I think the whole Third World War thing that I don't think we're aware of, but will come out in time, is the influence of Putin politically on everything. Yes. And I yeah. think that, that's the bit that everybody, everybody, that lots of people miss, and obviously the mainstream media misses. But a lot of the lot of the conspiracy stuff that's around at the moment, I, I struggle with because I do think we're moving into a time, you know, we're moving into the age of Aquarius, which is about community and 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 love and peace and working together, ideally. And I, and I am concerned about some of the conspiracy theories mm. that are just more of the same, more aggression, more more fighting, more us against them. And I think that's really that really troubles me. I don't think that's the way to go. I think it's a no. And it's um, I know I've been on a complete pendulum swing. Yeah, of going between you know what's really the truth and then going to this and going to that. And I even put some stuff up yesterday. I thought no, Nikki, this is this is not the way. Yeah, this is yeah. not. Um, all we need to do is concentrate on our own truth. That's the only thing that's important right now. Is where is my truth? Yeah. Forget the rest. Everything else yeah. is going to come out in the wash, and yeah. then we'll, we'll see what's really happening. But right now, it's just concentrating on us, raising the vibration, and just you know, yeah. starting, yeah. starting, and caring for our community. We yeah. don't have to fight. What we have to do is, is with this virus. I think. Um, Obviously, obviously the, the concentration, you know, my daughter works in a hospital. 
So I'm really struggling with all the people going, oh, it's a, it's, it's not real. It's not happening because it really is, you know, people are really poorly and people are, people are dying. And I've had a number of clients who have had, who've caught the virus. It's nasty. You know, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced it didn't come out of a, of a, a laboratory in China, but I don't think it was, it was necessary, you know, in the same way that the foot and mouth epidemic, mm. because somebody flushed a test tube down the wrong sink. I, I, I think, you know, I just don't think governments are that coordinated and that clever, but I, I do think if we, if we, if we turn away from all the, you know, people reporting on other people, the rest of it, and actually look at what's happening in our communities and the support that people are offering each other and the help that people are offering each other. That I think is the future. That's the yes. bit we need to focus on. Yes. The yeah. Shift everything, not about what anybody else is doing, but about how we support each other within our, within our own communities and our wider community. And I think it, it's also a thing, you know, we're going to, where did it come? Did it come for this? It doesn't really matter where the virus came from. <laughs> the thing difference. is, is look what's happening and look how, you know, thank goodness it's here because you said it's really bringing out the community spirit. Yeah. It's yeah. really making people reflect. And I think, um, I mean, in France, I think we're on to our fourth week and I think it's going to be extended far beyond what people think. Um, and I think people have been taking this moment holiday oh, great, you know, clean the place out and get, we do things. And I don't think at one moment we're all going to get this nitty-gritty thing of what really am I here for? Yep. And that's just an amazing shift that's going to yep. happen. It's yep. And that's what it's for, you know, and I think, and I think that's why, because I've, because, because I've looked at the astrology, it doesn't matter where it's come from. No. It doesn't matter who's, this, this, this is, this is destined to happen. This yep. is part of the whole process we should just embrace it as part of the process yes. don't worry about it you know and, and as a homeopath doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether it's a flu or whether it's a, a a blood issue or whether it's a chest issue you treat the symptoms exactly yeah i'm the same you with the motion code yeah presenting and you treat that you you know and that's why arsenicum is such a good remedy because it it deals with the anxiety and the fear that everybody's experiencing it doesn't really you know the rest of it doesn't really matter you can tap into that you know the the keynotes of arsenicum is fear of contagion um anxiety about health anxiety fear of death you know all of those all of those things that we see in the in the population so because india is using arsenicum as a prophylactic for their population so when you look at the figures coming out of india they're really low. Yes. Yeah. No. Really and everybody's panicking. Everybody's panicking about India. And everybody's panicking about when they sent everybody home to, into isolation. But actually, that you know, touch wood, it continues. But the figures alone, you know, well, that's really interesting. So maybe out of this, when people start asking questions, Cuba are treating it prophylactically as well, because they they did really well with. Um, <coughs> they had a leptospirosis outbreak, and they put. Uh, remedies into the water so they treated the wow. by putting homeopathy into the water system that's Got amazing amazing but you'd never hear about it you know because it's cuba well, yeah <laughs> so so if india are treating it prophylactically with homeopathy and have really good results then then you know slowly slowly things are going to shift you know Totally, because medicine has no answer for this at all. No, no, and it, it's very funny because I've I've been coming obviously for the emotional side of it as well. Mm. Thinking, okay, what's held in lungs? You know, it's grief, education. So for me, we're grieving um, a world that we've lost. Mm -hmm. Grieving that you know the world really should be living in, and it's suffocation. I think suffocation from really what's happening. People just can't breathe anymore through their lives, mm. and it'd be so interesting to see you know where people are on their emotional journey mm. you know for the ones who actually who get the virus and the same thing with emotion code doesn't matter what you call it our bodies don't know it's called coronavirus they just go with the symptoms exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's so funny as well that it's called corona yeah corona so for me it's really coming from the crown it's a really yeah. enlightenment yeah well let's hope so let's hope so i've um I've have I have a friend who caught it, a a, a friend <laughs> who caught it, and uh, and I treated him, and he's gone through a fundamental fundamental shift, 
and I don't know if it was the I don't know what it was but I like to think it that, that the homeopathy played a role so so have you been treating a lot of people through this not not masses because I'd because I'd I wasn't really doing a lot of homeopathy you know my my homeopathy my homeopathic clients are kind of word of mouth clients or long-standing clients. I've been really, really concentrating on the neurodevelopment. So, so which I can't do online, but I can do homeopathy online. So I'm trying to generate a, a, a homeopathic clientele. Um, but my heart's not really in it. So it's not really happening. Wow. So yeah, where is your heart then? Come on. Then, cause I, I'm... My heart is in neurodevelopment. It's in neurodevelopment. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. And and also, I don't like working online. I like working with people. I like having people in my room, having my hands on people, you know, either with, re well, homeopathy as well, and reflexology, and particularly with neurodevelopment. And, and I struggle to make that same connection with people online. So I, I don't know, you know, I'm trying to do, because I'm a limited company, currently i'm not entitled to anything unless i furlough myself no and i have a couple of follow-up clients that i'm doing remotely um and i'm not sure if i would earn more by furloughing myself or if i would earn more by just keeping my practice ticking over in this way so i don't know so yeah so i needed to you know i'm like well i must get my homeopathy online going because i need to make money but it's not happening so in your, where are you in your neurodevelopment then? What's tell me about that that you're oh, doing? Don't you know about that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was looking at your website because last time I knew, you know, obviously with your balms that you do, yeah, yeah. and then the homeopathy. Oh, neurodevelopment! It's like, oh my goodness! So oh, it's, I think it's amazing. It's um, it's a movement program, or there's a number of movement programs. Primarily, I use a movement program called Rhythmic Movement Training. And it works on integrating primitive reflexes. Do you know about primitive reflexes? Go on. Right. I may do, but maybe other people don't. So primitive reflexes are, um, are developmental movement patterns that allow your brain to make the connections it needs to make for you to be able to, to, to feed, crawl, <clears throat> um, roll over, walk, all of those things uh, rely on primitive reflexes to allow them to happen, but they also have mental and emotional picture to them as well. And the first reflexes that emerge are the fear reflexes. So if, and, and what happens is that you have a movement pattern that allows those reflexes to integrate. So they're part of your um, central nervous system. And your, your body will, will do these movement patterns until those, those reflexes, those movement patterns become innate into your mm. system. And then they lie dormant in your central nervous system. And they can be reactivated. If they don't integrate properly, then they will cause various conditions that we would recognize as autism, ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia that's which is my biggest one is dyscalculia so when you have all these people with these diagnoses if you can do movements that help those movement patterns to integrate and allow those connections to be built in the brain and in the central nervous system those movement patterns will then integrate into the brainstem into your central nervous system and the symptoms will reduce or disappear altogether wow so um so autism is is retained fear reflexes so everybody with autism has retained fear reflexes not everybody with retained fear reflexes has autism okay so retained fear reflexes is the most common thing i see and i think that's what's interesting about this whole virus thing is that we live in a traumatized society the whole our whole society lives with trauma. You must know this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so fear reflexes are autism. Retained spinal reflexes are ADHD. So it, they interfere with your ability to sit still, to concentrate, to listen, to focus, um, to make rational decisions because it interferes with the ability of your prefrontal cortex to connect to your limbic brain. Mm. Um, and retained neck reflexes are the dyslexia, dyscalculia, dyspraxia 
reflexes. So, so, so it's a very, you know, and then also hand and foot reflexes, which are really interesting and other reflexes, but they're kind of the main groups. So, so if they're stuck, then, and we can get them to integrate, then it suddenly allows a whole, um, it allows people to fulfill their potential. So how does this start? Where does the, the block come from with the reflex? So, so uh, fear reflexes, often it's trauma in pregnancy or birth or immediately after birth. Um, most of them can be related back to the birthing process, to be honest. That's so amazing. spinal reflexes oh. are a birthing process. Neck reflexes are associated with the birthing process. Then also now, because our children are all put in car seats, and under baby gyms and on their backs to sleep they never get proper control of their necks so now <clears throat> people control their heads from the base of their base of their or the top of their spine not from the base of their skull i'm pointing but you can't see let me show you on my baby <laughs> so what should happen is you should be able to move your head from this point from the atlas point at the base of your skull but what happens is people move their heads from their neck here and then they have to use their shoulders. They have to use their shoulders to be able to control their heads. So, and then that interferes with your ability to process information. So that's where people, and also your ability to control your eyes. So people who are dyslexic or people with things like Erlen syndrome, often it's retained neck reflexes that are the problem. So they, they have huge, 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 huge um, implications for people. Nobody's ever heard of them. Nobody's heard about them. Nobody knows anything about them. It is the most bizarre thing. It's like, why do people not know about this? Just so, I'm gobsmacked. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> so interesting. So, so, so it has huge implications for children. Has huge implications for education. Um, huge implications for the kids that we see, particularly boys, who you know, because girls deal with autism and ADHD very differently. Boys um, can't control themselves. So what happens is that is that you get boys particularly who have ADHD who are told off constantly, sit still, sit up straight, do this, do that. And they struggle through school and then they often get expelled or excluded from school and then they end up in prison. You know, that's what happens mm. with ADHD. People in prison have got ADHD primarily, you know. So if you can, if you can address it at that child's age, then, then you can do something about it. So, so there's a huge amount that we can do. If people know about this, there's a huge amount that we can do to improve children's outcomes. But also this affects adults and you can still integrate your reflexes as an adult, probably slightly less successfully and you need to do a lot more to maintain mm -hmm. the process. But in adults where you have people who struggle at work, who can't focus, who are so all of these people who are curtain twitching and and reporting their neighbors to the police they're all people with retained fear reflexes and in fact when you do that crossover between um primitive reflexes and remedies you can see the homeopathic remedies that also apply to the retained reflexes so arsenicum is a fear reflex remedy so then I, my plan had been before this happened to, to take this into business and to be able to use it as a business tool, like where people go in and do Myers-Briggs and you go and do your Myers-Briggs and you get your label. Oh, and they right, get, yeah. yeah, you're an ENFP. It doesn't tell you anything. No, no. You know what you are. Whereas with this, what you can do is I can assess somebody and I can go, okay, so you've got these reflexes are retained and then we can do something to improve it. So it would then also improve things at work and then I'd make a load of money and then I would be able to help <laughs> less privileged backgrounds who are going to be excluded. But of course, all that's falling apart. So, <laughs> Rita, How did you get into all this? Where My daughter was diagnosed with dyslexia um, and processing issues. She's a bit autistic, actually. Um, and... I could see that she was going to have the same experience at school that I'd had. So when she was diagnosed, I was also diagnosed at 40 as dyslexic and dyscalculic. I didn't even know dyscalculic was a thing. And I had just spent my whole life thinking I was a bit thick. So I didn't want her to have that same experience. So I looked for something that would help. 
and I went down a bit of a blind alley to begin with and then I found this thing called RMT which is amazing it's really simple and that's the thing Nikki about it is that to deal with it it's really 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 simple it's really simple it's 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 lying on the floor be initially being rocked backwards and forwards ideally by your mum um for for a maximum of three minutes and then usually hand and foot massage and then when things are a bit more complicated we do other things like face tapping and different things like that but primarily that's what you do you lie on the floor you get rocked backwards and forwards and somebody runs your, rubs your hands and feet in a very particular way amazing it's amazing so what results have you seen sorry what results have you seen so far completely life-changing it's completely oh. life-changing uh, there is nobody that i have worked with who's done the movements that hasn't seen profound changes phenomenal. Really phenomenal. it is and you know and, and like with homeopathy it, homeopathy is genius and it's amazing but it is a bit hit and miss because you have to get the right remedy and the right potency at the right time whereas this this is and I thought, you know, I'm a homeopath and I do reflexology and, and I kind of thought my career was going to move into a more esoteric spiritual plane. That was kind of where I saw myself going. Neurodevelopment is nuts and bolts. It's, it's physical, nuts and bolts, lie on the floor, I'll rock you backwards and forwards. That physical input makes a physical change within your system. It's like... <laughs> It's like couldn't be less woo woo. I mean, obviously, people think it is woo woo because it's mental. You know, you'll uh, you'll rock my son backwards and forwards on the floor, and that will make him be able to read. Yes, <laughs> it will. It's just incredible. I mean, I know obviously with the birth thing, because I get a lot of um, with emotion code, a lot of emotions that get trapped during the yeah. during the the pregnancy, during the birth, just before you know being born. There's a lot that goes back, but the physical side, I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. And the thing about the thing about people taking stuff from pregnancy <coughs> is that there's a there's a reflex called the fear paralysis reflex. Okay, it's it me, they recognise it in medicine. In medicine, it's called the self defence, the cell defence, something or other. Can't remember. Um, and we think it's a cellular reflex. It's definitely present from about five weeks to when a baby has arm buds. And its job is that when mum is under stress, the, the fetus freezes so that it doesn't draw more resources from mum than mum is prepared to give. Okay. So it's, so it's, so like if you were starving or if you were running away from a, yes, yeah, you know, so, and of course we are designed for, for that very stressful system to only kick in very 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 occasionally because modern life we, we we live in that stressful mm. space so what happens now to developing fetuses is that they they get that fear paralysis yes. constantly so um and particularly you know if if mum is under a lot of stress so and because reflexes develop sequentially if they get stuck early on then other reflexes can't develop and integrate so fear paralysis reflex is your very very first reflex and what it does is it shuts down the system so when you see people who have things like me and chronic fatigue and chronic anxiety and can't leave the house and can't do this and can't do that often it's because their fear paralysis reflex is constantly yes. active and it's a reflex so you've got no control over it so so and they are the people who, they are the babies who cry. And when you pick them up to stop them from crying, they cry more. Because they don't want to be interfered with. They want to be still. Don't interfere with me. Leave me alone. Don't touch me. Just leave me alone. So all those people that you, who you must see lots of, who do that whole shut down, don't interfere with me, I'm okay. Although the people who are very good, you know, those, those people who get cancer, those people who are very good mm -hmm. and very obliging because they don't want to upset anybody because they don't want to be interfered with, you know? So whatever you tell them to do, they'll do it. You know, and I see kids in, the, in my room and I'll go, okay, look, I'm going to try all these movements for me with you. Which one do you like? And they go, oh, you're so very nice with you. <laughs> go, well, you pick one. Oh, no, I don't mind. You know, that's fear paralysis because their system is shut down. 
that that whole thing is shut down i can't yeah and as i mean you know when i see you know you think if if the mother's in fear yeah the baby's giving themselves up their own life for that for the mother to survive so it's like everything i won't do it so you can be okay yeah 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 exactly exactly so so fear paralysis shuts down the system the moro reflex which is probably the only primitive reflex that people are aware of so the moro reflex um comes online at, at about three months of pregnancy and then the moro reflex and the fear paralysis reflex run alongside each other and then the moro reflex is still present after birth until about three months after birth and the moro reflex's job is to excite the system so the moro reflex which is that <gasps> baby startle reflex is to is to activate that fight flight system so the opposite way opposite way so so when you have people who who when they they exhibit their fear by getting angry that is moro reflex you know where it's inappropriate where where they're overreactive, where they're hyperreactive, where they have lots of allergies. Um, that's all moro reflex stuff. So, so if they're stuck there, but you can, but people can swing between the two, but also the moro reflex has got, because when babies do that startle thing, they then cling and cry. So the moro reflex has got that other side to it. So you can have open moro or closed moro, where, where, and then you get clingy, whiny children who cry all the time. That's closed moro. But then as soon as you cross them, they're, they're impossible, you know? It's a, yeah, because you, you're really getting right back to the fight or flight, the, the right root of it. You know, you either fight the or flight. The absolute root of it. Because, um, because it's all to do, you're, because you're talking about pregnancy reflexes, things that happen in pregnancy, they're all activated while that fetus is developing. So yes. while that vagus nerve is developing. And that's why there's such a strong link between the gut and the brain and that anxiety between the gut and the brain. Yes, yeah. Because if your reflexes are stuck on while all that development's happening, it can't develop properly. So... You know, babies need to be on their tummies, but they're not on their tummies, they're on their backs, so they don't get caught because of their vaccinations. So, so they're all on their <laughs> backs, so which then interferes with this ability for the moro reflex to integrate properly, for the vagus nerve to integrate properly, and for the gut to develop properly. Ta -da. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely amazed because you know, I said, yeah, I've, I've always seen it obviously with releasing emotions during pregnancy, and it's like the emotional side of what happens if if the, the mummy's angry or anxious, how that the, the, the fetus then gets those emotions, absorbs these emotions, and then the, the, the person can't understand why they're always feeling anxious, but it's not theirs in the first place, it's their mother's. Yeah, yeah exactly. Their mother has switched on the fear paralysis reflex, which can't go away because it's a reflex, unless you work on it. Or, you know, and what you do, and you can do it with homeopathy, it's not, it isn't just a movement program. No, no, there's a, there's a whole scheme, but actually seeing that the physical side and how that is so basic, yeah, you yeah. just literally know that that is it. It's this way or that way. Yeah, yeah, and of course that whole um, uh, oh, what's his name, Peter Levine, and his work with with trauma, um, with um, oh, what's it called? Where he does that shaking thing. Anyway, Peter, you know Peter Levine, Waking the Tiger. No. Oh, check out Peter Levine. He's really interesting. <laughs> So, so, but lots of people who work with trauma look at the physical, look at releasing trauma physically because trauma is a, is a physical process. So if you have trauma, the, 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 the issue with trauma is that, is that something happens to you and your system wants to fight or flight. You know, it has a physiological mm. response, which you can't do because you are a child with terrible parents or you're in an abusive relationship or you're a soldier at war and you can't run away, you know, or you're in a car accident and you can't run away. So, so all of those things that you should be able to have a physical response to, you can't. And then that's when trauma becomes somatized into the body. And that's why you have to deal with trauma on a physical level. You can't talk this stuff out. Right. You have to deal with it physical, physically because you have to deal with the physical sensation. Totally. That it's in your in your body and that's and that's why um this is a movement program you know because movement program will help to release that trauma 
that was experienced both in pregnancy and and in birth and immediately afterwards amazing you didn't know we were going to talk about this <laughs> no did you? i didn't well that's what that's why i love i just want my cat's meowing okay. um, it's this is why i love doing these interviews because it's really they're giving space you know i learned so much as well it's like discovering these I just feel like every person that comes on, it's like a treasure box. You have no idea what's going to come out of it. And it also gives you the space to, to really explain, you know, things that we never knew about. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's so important, I think it's so important that people learn about this because it explains so much, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. for parents and for teachers, particularly who are working with children, you know, it, it, it explains why you have a child who so so if you've got retained spinal reflexes for instance which is which sits behind adhd and you have a child in your class who can't sit still who rocks backwards and forwards on their chair the whole time who 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 swings back on their chair or they slump forwards mm. or if somebody drops a pencil behind them they have to turn and look or if somebody comes in the room they have to turn and look and they can't and they distract everybody else because they can't pay attention and when you understand that, 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 that spinal reflexes, when your spinal gallant particularly is active, so your, baby again, so your spinal gallant runs either side of the spine here, okay? So the, effectively your lower back. So any pressure on this part of the body, okay, is really uncomfortable because you're then triggering that, that spinal reflex all the time. Mm. So then you get people who either pull their trousers down so they sit around their hips or, or pull them right up so they're, they're just underneath their ribs, okay? Because to avoid anything touching this part. So, so teenage boys with their jeans around their hips, spinal gland issues, okay? And then similarly, you can't sit with your back against a chair because that irritates that point. So people slump forward. So they, they, they're sat slumped in the chair. They look like they're not paying attention because they're slumped in their chair. This, in, when you're pregnant, in pregnancy, um, your spine, as a, as a developing baby, not obviously the mum, the baby, your spine can conduct sound up to your brain. When your spinal reflexes are integrated, your ears take over, okay? Well, hang on, go a minute, go, go back there. The sound goes up the spine? In a baby, in utero, the spine, the bone in the spine or the fluid in the spine conducts noise up to the brain okay wow so after wow. birth when these spinal reflexes are integrated your ears take over if these reflexes are still active your spine is still trying to conduct noise up to your brain so consequently it's very difficult to listen because there's too much input so where you've got i mean i see kids and they're yeah, they're too, yeah. yeah. The parents with them and they go, oh, well, he, he, he doesn't listen. We've had his hearing checked. There's nothing wrong with his hearing. No, nothing wrong with his hearing. The problem <coughs> is his listening because it's too much input. Similarly, when that reflex is, hasn't integrated, it interferes with the connection of the part of, part of your brain in your limbic system called your basal ganglia, okay? Various parts of the brain called your basal ganglia. And your basal ganglia is the part of your brain that inhibits movement. Okay, so if that reflex is still active, your brain can no, cannot inhibit movement successfully. So you fidget and you tap and you wriggle and you move around and you're, you're distracted all the time because you can't listen properly. So, so it becomes this complete nightmare for kids because they don't understand why they can't do it. So when they're told to sit up straight and pay attention and sit still, their whole brain is taken up with trying to sit up straight, pay attention and sit still. And there is no capacity for learning at all. And that is all down to that reflex either side of the spine. So what about for people, I mean, obviously as a language coach, I've had people who need to move to learn. They can't yeah. just sit still. They're all the ones that are clicking a pen because they can't integrate the information. Because they have a retained spinal gallant reflex. So, so, so going back to putting it into business, you have somebody in a meeting who sat slumped in the chair because they can't bear the sensation of the chair against their back, looking out the window, 
because they they struggle to pay attention struggling to listen because there's other people in the room who are making noise and they're trying to focus on what's going on clicking their pen or tapping their pen on their teeth or drumming their fingers or jiggling their foot that's all spinal gland mm. so if you can integrate that if you can integrate that in kids in the classroom all of a sudden they can sit still pay attention be successful and similarly if you can do the same thing in business where you've got somebody who who can't pay attention to meeting can't sit up can't get on with their work sit down to do something get up and walk around the office and talk to everybody before they actually get anything done you know if you can integrate those reflexes all of a sudden you can release all that potential because it isn't about having anything wrong with anybody you know you know no, no. you know you've got adhd that's what's wrong with you no you've got retained spinal reflex let's integrate that reflex and all of a sudden things become a lot easier so when somebody comes to you, I mean, what's, what happens? How do you? So, so somebody comes to me, so, um, so we do a consultation, which, is, which I do in my clinic. Some people do it remotely, but I, I like to build that relationship with somebody, particularly if you've got children with retained fear reflexes. You, you need to be able to build a relationship to be able to work with them so they feel comfortable. Um, so we do a long consultation and we talk about birth and um, pregnancy and birth and all those developmental stages and the things that people find difficult now. So, so, you know, is it difficult? You know, do you find it difficult to tie your shoelaces? Do you find it difficult to hold a pen? Do you find it difficult to do you do you slump over the table when you're writing? Do you have to turn your page 90 degrees and write uphill? You know, that's that's where you can't cross your hemispheres properly so people turn the page and write uphill so they stay in one hemisphere of the brain as they write so so we go through all of that and then we do physical testing so remember reflexes are movement patterns so we're looking to see if that movement pattern is still present in the body or if it's integrated so so we do uh standing up and moving the head to see where you move your head from if you can move your head without moving the rest of your body um if you can so the, the spinal gland test is you go on you go on all fours and you just stroke either side of the spine mm -hmm. and either the hip kicks out so you see this sort of movement where the hip and the shoulder move together um, or they lock so in 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 older children and adults because this is irritating if it's moving all the time they lock it down and um, and when you lock down the base of your spine because your spinal gallant reflex is really irritating, you end up then with problems higher up your spine. So back problems, yeah. either lower back problems, scoliosis is part of that picture because the spine deviates in order to compensate for the fact that this part isn't moving. Um, gut problems, digestive problems, irritable bowel syndrome, um, colitis, all of those things can be associated with that locked lower spine so and that all comes out in the consultation um, and then we do testing and then we work out from so we work out where reflexes are stuck from the testing however we then look at which movements will help now the movements that that we when we check the movements that will help i run through the whole movement program that they could potentially do because the central nervous system will respond positively to the movement that will help them the mm. best. And sometimes there isn't necessarily a correlation between the movement that they choose and the reflexes that are stuck. So there is a degree of accepting that the body knows best. Their central nervous system knows better than I know. Mm. You know, I know stuff because I've read stuff and I've done lots of training and I'm, you know, terribly clever. However, I don't know as much about that person. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's very, very client led. And then, um, shall I show you the movements that we do? Go on. This is my very battered one. I have a much smarter one for presentations. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, so this is what we start with this green column here. So these are passive movements, okay? And there's different ways of being able to do them. And I lie the child on the floor, or an adult, if the adult's got somebody who'll move them, and run through those movements one by one and see which ones they like. Now, 
they tell me which ones they like but you can also tell very very easily which one works for them because the whole system relaxes it's really yes, a lot of resistance yeah yeah their face relaxes their body relaxes everything relaxes and you know that's a good movement for them and then they go home and they do so usually we do two movements and um and usually we do hand and foot massage not always but but i would say nine times out of ten we do hand and foot massage as well and they go home and do that every day <laughs> every day <laughs> and the biggest challenge is, is doing those movements every day but building you know because they don't take very long but it's kind of building it into your routine and all the rest of it and of course when people have retained fear reflexes one of the things about fear reflexes is that they make change really difficult you know which is why it's part of that autism picture um, mm. So when you start to do movements and you have retained fear reflexes or your child has retained fear reflexes and things start to change, they then will often become resistant. <coughs> the change yes. itself is, is disconcerting. So that, that can be tricky. But it's just, you know, it's not a race. If, you're, no. if, you've, got, if you've got pathology going on, if, you, if you've got retained reflexes and they're interfering with your life, then you're going to be doing this you're going to be doing this for at least six months you know if not a year or two years depending on so, so there's no rush so no so it's just taking it step by step yeah, exactly steps. exactly so if you're <coughs> who is who doesn't want to do it or who is resistant who's very sensitive you just do it every other day or or you do it for 10 seconds instead of 30 seconds or you do it every third day or you instead of doing two movements you do one movement you know so there's so there's ways of being, yes yeah you adapt just being open to the fact that by do, something is better than nothing as long as you're doing something you'll start to see a change and it may just be a bit slower but sometimes it isn't you know sometimes it isn't slower sometimes it is just the question of of getting to that trigger point where everything starts to fall into place so yeah, do, it. Do, it, do it and then come back after a week go home do the movements for a week come back after a week and then i get people to come back after a week because because the movements the first <coughs> moment there's a whole load of information you know and it's exhausting the kids are exhausted by the end of it so i only do testing in the mornings because i can't do it after school because they're already tired if you oh, yes yeah and you've done through a whole day at school you're exhausted so i only do testing in the morning so they go away they do this stuff a week come back after a week and then we make sure that the kids are still happy with whatever movement they're doing and if we need to change them make sure that mum's doing it or dad's doing it properly um and then they go away and carry on and do that for a month and i see people sort of once a month and then as things improve we extend the gap between appointments so that you know because you know ideally i want to get them off my books as quickly uh -huh. as possible and then telling everybody else how great it is so um so sometimes we get to sort of three month gaps sometimes you know there's, there's some children i only see now in the holidays you know so they come at christmas easter and and the summer just to make sure that things are going along as they should but you know it's good i just had no idea we we're going to be talking about this i love it <laughs> And I love it because it puts <clears throat> power back in the hands of the parents. Yes, exactly. You know? Yes, very, very much. One of the things I love about homeopathy is that is that you can go and buy a homeopathic first aid kit and you can treat all sorts of things that come up. You yes. Know? And yeah. then if you're then dealing with something you can't deal with, then you can go to the doctor, you know, but but headaches and sore throats and bruises and bumps and sprains and all those kind of things and earaches. You can treat all those with homeopathy really simply, you know, with a kit. So, and I always say to my parents, get a kit. If, if your child wakes up in the middle of the night screaming, give them a remedy and give them cowpaw if you so wish. You know, if they wake, if they go back to sleep and they wake up four hours later screaming, you know, the cowpaw worked. If they wake up in the morning and their riots rain, you know, the homeopathy worked. You know, it doesn't mean... I'm a I'm a big believer in integrated medicine. You know, mm, exactly. I need to be working together. I don't think you do homeopathy instead of going to the doctor. I think you can do I think you can do homeopathy first because often, particularly with children, things are really straightforward to deal with, you know, and 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 will often stop things from deteriorating. And we need to get away from using too many antibiotics and too too much calpol and that. So much so, so much so. 
but it's still there you know if you've got a child who's cried all night and woken up every four hours then in the morning you go to the doctor but it means that you're not screaming off to exactly. yes. midnight yeah. so that's what i love about homeopathy you can do it at home you know i'm there to deal with more complicated problems or to advise but you know this is something that you can control at home and similarly with neurodevelopment i'm there to advise and guide and explain but you as a mum or as a dad or as a partner are the ones who are helping to facilitate change for your loved one and this is it it's really bringing responsibility back that we have responsibility for our own bodies and we can do something about it and i think for so long it's been you know i can't do anything yeah. it's for all the health specialists and yeah. they have their place but at the same time you know yeah. we can also if, take we did, if we took a bit more responsibility it would make their lives so much easier exactly. you know and the thing about about <clears throat> primitive reflexes as well is that they have such a profound effect on how we function so lots of back and neck problems and shoulder problems could all be alleviated yes. if we understood where our reflexes are stuck and things like i saw this morning um on facebook something had popped up from somebody who was who was a yoga teacher and they were and i didn't watch the whole thing i just saw the beginning of it but it just stuck in my head so he was saying that if you can't squat then these are things that you can do you know like so so people who can't do squats people who can't stretch people who who are restricted in their movement people who can't touch their toes a lot of that is a is retained reflex stuff so if you can integrate because reflexes hold your body in a way that it shouldn't be held because because if your reflexes are all well integrated then you should be able to stand and sit naturally with good posture and free movement and move each part of your body independently of everything else when you can't do that, often it's because your reflexes are interfering with that process. So, for instance, there's a neck reflex called your TLR or uh, tonic labyrinthine reflex. Okay. Now, that reflex in a baby, when a baby moves its head forward, its whole body collapses forward. When a baby moves its head back, its whole body arches backwards. Okay. So, that's the reflex that when you go to put your baby in the car seat and the head goes back. They do that thing you can't get them in and you think they're just being all <laughs> reflexes kicked in but if that reflex is still present in adulthood if you put your head forward your whole but the instinct of your body is to collapse so therefore you have to hold yourself up and fight against that instinct to collapse so that then causes stress and tension in the rest of your body and neck problems and so that people with dowager's hump and and very round shoulders mm. like i am often that's a tlr forwards issue because you have tlr forwards or tlr backwards people who have trouble going downstairs that's a tlr forwards thing so if you can integrate that reflex then all of a sudden that frees up the whole of your front of your body to be able to assume its posture properly mm. shoulders to go back and your neck to be upright and and no double chins and all <laughs> those kind of things so it has a profound effect on our health generally as a as a species um and it has massive effects for sports people as well so sports people who who have issues um andy murray's a really really good example of retained primitive reflexes that are interfering with his ability to move and function mm so 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 all those operations that he's had to have may very well have been rendered unnecessary by understanding about how reflexes work so you know so people who people who run who get recurrent injuries or play tennis who get recurrent injuries or 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 people who can't who know you know people who play golf and always hit off to the left or hit off to mm. the right you know all of that can come down to reflex stuff so if you can look at integration of reflexes all of a sudden, all of those areas start to improve. We're almost out of time. Okay. So there's two questions I often ask people. Okay. okay? I deal a lot with emotions, obviously, from what yeah. I do. So the, there's two things. What is an emotion for you? And how does that integrate into your business? And then the other, the other one is what is your biggest dream? Well, so my biggest dream probably would be... <clears throat> to have my own college where i could train people wow in this and and to really get it out into the world because because it has it has such an enormous potential for helping people on every level so from children who are really struggling from children who are autistic and nonverbal, 
children who are really struggling at school, children who are really, you know, I mean, I was dyslexic. I thought my, my, I thought my whole life, I just thought I was a bit thick. So, so just to allow people to be able to fulfill their potential and not be cowed down by these processing issues. And then also the health and well-being, and then all, you know, and, 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 you know, there's so much that we have. This, this, and it's so little known so that would really be my the thing I would love that to is have. a big dream I love that small ones is there my dream Nikki is to change the world <laughs> oh it's not a dream <laughs> so yeah that's a dream um I don't know my emotion passion I would say probably oh I'm, I'm I'm quite a passionate person anyway I'm very passionate about this I'm very passionate about wanting to help people and I'm very passionate about empowering people to help themselves. That's, that, that's what I really love is where, where people can, can take the information and, and, exactly. and do really amazing things with it. And this is the biggest thing, you know, empowering other people. And, you know, it's a knock-on effect because then they feel so empowered. They get to really do what they want to do, which in turn helps other people. It's, uh... Yeah, it's that whole community thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so can you give us like your website and how to contact you so my web so i'm a, i'm a good therapist i am not such a good marketer <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to put your links down anyway okay, on the, but, on the... But yeah but my my business is organized mind which makes everybody laugh because i don't organize mud i can organized mind mind of this mud what <laughs> Yeah, organized mind yes so i'm that on facebook and i'm that on uh, on the interwebs as well so and i tend to put more stuff on facebook and then forget to put it onto the website so i think we all go there because there's so much interaction on facebook <laughs> <laughs> oh Vicky, it's so lovely talking to you catching up and just hearing this box of treasure you've just opened it <laughs> i love it yeah yeah i love it too i really do it's just it just it just makes sense and it and it's simple you know like all the things that are genius are, are so simple it was developed the, the the part of rmt that i do was developed by uh, a lady called moira dempsey who's australian who is absolutely a genius and 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 it is the simplicity of it yes. that is the, is the genius of it you know it is just really really simple um just doing it simply and accurately and you'll see change you know simple simple incredible i wish you all the success possible really <laughs> in what you're doing <laughs> great <laughs> and likewise thank you for taking the time thank you yeah thank you thank you very much as well for being here it's great i'll speak to you soon nikki okay take care nikki. take care bye bye <laughs>